Good morning. It's November 9th. Yesterday's autumnal crispness in New York City has given way to something warmer and more humid. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. After 118 days on the picket lines and an earlier victory by the Writers Guild, the Screen Actors Guild will be returning to work on Hollywood film and TV productions. The union's negotiating committee unanimously approved a deal last night, which Variety said gives them a 7% increase over their existing minimums and contains the first-ever protections for actors against artificial intelligence. Congratulations to the actors on potentially escaping the uncanny valley, and congratulations to the talk show industry, which can now once again book guests to promote their movies. Elsewhere on the front of today's New York Times, the panda exhibit at the National Zoo stands empty, as the pandas were shipped back to China yesterday. The return of the pandas, the story notes, accords with long-standing policy. The principal pandas, Meixiang and Tiantian, are now elderly, and China prefers to repatriate its pandas before they die of old age overseas. Their late-in-life cub, Xiao Qiqi, is at the age when young pandas bred abroad are shipped back to China. But it's an open question amid worsening U.S.-China relations, and with only one set of pandas left at any zoo in the United States, in Atlanta, whether the panda loan diplomacy program and attendant merchandising opportunities will continue or not. The National Zoo's trio of red pandas, however, remains on display in the Asia Trail exhibit. The lead story on the front of the Times is Hamas's goal for October 7th, a permanent state of war. Hamas leaders in Qatar, talking to the Times, told the paper, We succeeded in putting the Palestinian issue back on the table, and now no one in the region is experiencing calm. A Hamas media advisor also told the Times, I hope that the state of war with Israel will become permanent on all the borders and that the Arab world will stand with us. Whatever their divergent interests may be, the leaders on both sides of the conflict seem to share at least that much. The belief that war is the most desirable way forward. On page A11, on the question of alternatives to all-out war, the Times reports on the useful background fact that no one has any working definition of what pause or ceasefire mean even as people bitterly argue against one or the other. A ceasefire, the story says, is a phrase generally understood to mean a stop to the fighting that can last for months or even years. That is contrasted with pauses, which are widely defined as breaks in the fighting of perhaps hours or days for specific humanitarian missions, such as aid delivered into blockaded Gaza and the potential release of hostages held by Hamas. None of this is actually defined anywhere as people engage in absolutist arguments, for or against one or the other, nor does anyone seem to have a term for the spans of time in between hours and days and months or years, during which it might be possible to make progress on questions larger than humanitarian shipments and smaller than a definitive political resolution to the status of Gaza and Hamas. Maybe someone could come up with a third word for that one. And there's a White House memo by Peter Baker on the front of the paper, Elections boy Biden for now, but 24 looms. In it, the Times reports on the change in the mood of the administration as the weekend's very bad New York Times polling news from battleground states gave way to actual electoral success for the Democratic Party. The Democrats have got to quit their whining, quit their hand-wringing, and do something, Terry McAuliffe, the former governor of Virginia and one-time chairman of the Democratic National Committee, said in an interview. Ah, yes, Terry McAuliffe. That would be the guy who lost the Virginia governorship 
and lost half the state legislature on his coattails, creating the opportunity for this week's Democratic comeback in the state. None of which context is mentioned in the article, but then it's the White House memo, not the Virginia politics memo. That is the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. And if all goes well, we'll talk again tomorrow.